Dallas, you need to wake up. Why? What time is... Glicks, it's two in the morning. Why on earth are you waking me up? You and Branson have your preliminary field report to do. Glicks, we, we did that already. We already sent it off to the High Council. That's the problem. The original transmission was distorted. You need to do it again. Are, are you for real? <sighs> okay, give me a minute. Let me go wake up Branson. Hello and welcome to the Gundam Watch. My name is Dallas and with me is Mr. Branson Boykin. Hello, everybody. This is the podcast where we are looking to discover Gundam together. And ladies and gentlemen, this is episode zero. And I, I, I like to call it right now. I'm dubbing this a thing, Branson. Episode zero, part two. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Sounds like a good, good name for it. Because part one was fantastic. It was amazing. I mean, it was, it was great. It was it was fantastic exposition and discovery. Some yeah. great honest conversation. The way we just and solved my, all the world's problems in like an know, hour. I mean, cold gosh. fusion is yeah. done. Absolutely. I mean, world hunger out the window. Growing bread in the desert. I mean, we had that covered, man. It was done, and, yeah. and but my audio was shot. It was ah, yeah, and I didn't write anything down, so <laughs> you know, sorry guys, the world's still messed up, and it's our fault. Yep. So we're doing this again. So we're going to do this a proper intro and we're going to go into our musical intro. There you go. In 1979, Mobile Suit Gundam was introduced to the world. But what is. Gundam. Where do you start watching it? Join the crew of Shiro Base as they seek to discover Gundam together. Come and join the Gundam Watch. Hello, Gundam fans, and those who are interested in Mobile Suit Gundam. My name is Dallas. I've already introduced myself, but that's okay, because <laughs> this is a rough start, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This is the briefing of Mobile Suit Gundam's uh, podcast called The Gundam Watch. And I'm excited mm -hmm. about this. I am super excited for about this. If you guys have been listening to our trailers coming out, uh, we're on a secret mission. We're all, we are on a mission I'm not going to say we're on a mission from God because we're neither uh, the Blues Brothers uh, nor snazzy <laughs> enough to have. We we're not coordinated. We can't dance. So uh, <laughs> I will say we're on a mission. Brent, so what's our mission? Our mission is to review the ancient documentaries of Gundam <clears throat> in an effort to gather information because the planet Geekery is passing the G-Bill to create a defense force and they want to know about Gundam. And so they brought the two of us in, you, Dallas, because you've got 23 years of experience with Gundam. So you're a seasoned veteran. Uh, 
Last episode, he said he wouldn't call him an expert based on the conversation. I beg to differ, but we can agree to disagree on that one. And they're bringing me in because I have zero experience with Gundam. And so they're hope the high council is hoping that I'm going to bring fresh eyes to the situation and give a new look to this phenomenon that is mobile suit Gundam. Absolutely. Now, just... Cards and tables, and this is a podcast as part of the Geek Devotions Network. Geek Devotions, the uh, the uh, network, the show, the ministry by devoted geeks are devoted to letting people know their love. So, if you've somehow made it past this, what first three, four and a half minutes of this podcast, know this: we love you, we care about you, we we genuinely care about you guys. Uh, and uh, this podcast here, we're going to laugh, we're going to talk about stuff, but we hope to encourage you and inspire you uh, as we go through the worlds of. Gundam. Yes. So, the uh, the the idea here is that we're gonna we're gonna watch several series. Uh, we're starting off with the original Mobile Suit Gundam in movie form, and yes. go into other things. But we thought it'd be best for this briefing report to answer some questions, discuss what is Gundam, because maybe some of you guys who are listening are like Branson here, who has never seen Gundam, has no idea what Gundam is probably thought I was cussing when I first suggested we do something on Gundam. <laughs> true you know? story. True story. Um, I, I, so I'm, I am a, uh, I'm on staff at a church uh, and uh, my, we got a new pastor in a decade ago and he asked us to fill out this paperwork. You know, what are some of your favorite TV shows? So I put mobile suit Gundam. Oh, and no. My handwriting is atrocious and he really <laughs> wants to know what the heck i wrote down <laughs> he was so, like well i already know a few changes i'm gonna make <laughs> fortunately he did not yes, so. <laughs> yes it's a it's a children's cartoon it's okay <laughs> <laughs> well sort of kids we'll talk about that well, yeah. so. <laughs> See, that <clears throat> Excuse me, that shows you how little I know about this, because that joke wasn't even right. So there you go. So, but um, but anyways, so um, maybe some of you guys are like Branson, you've never seen anything about Gundam, but you've heard about it, you're interested, and you, you want to get into it. So we want to give you kind of a ground floor with this first episode, talk about Gundam, answer some questions that we have, people have about Gundam. Uh, leading into our first episode. So, yeah. uh, Branson, since you were the curious George last week, uh, <laughs> that never going to be heard, what are these mind-boggling questions that you asked of me last week? All right. Uh, the first question I had, uh, and I think it was the simplest question to ask, but from the answers you gave me, quite possibly the hardest one to answer, what exactly is Gundam? Like when you yeah. talk about Gundam, what are you talking about? Yeah. So for me, when I talk about Gundam, and and this is maybe a hot take within the in the in the world of anime fans, I to me, looking at Gundam as a whole, it's almost a almost, I'm not saying is, but it's almost a genre in of itself. Now, in genre-wise, it falls into the real robot genre of anime. It is actually the the kind of the starting point of that because previously all the animes with giant mechs were like sentient magical life forms, but it is a it, uh, to me it's a it is almost a genre. Uh, it began back in 1979 with the original series Kido Sinshe Gundamu, uh, which Bless I was thank you <clears throat> was uh, <laughs> translated to Mobile Suit Gundam. 
um, which today most people refer to it as first Gundam, Gundam 0079, or simply Gundam 79. And it was created by uh, Yoshi, Yo, uh, Yoshiyuki Tamino, uh, who, which I will from now on just call Tamino because I don't want to screw up the first name and dishonor this gentleman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but cool thing about this that I brought up last time when you and I talked uh, was that he was a former script writer for Osama Tezuka's Astro Boy, uh, which is considered the first anime to come to the States back in the 60s. Wow, that's awesome. So Mobile Suit Gundam has some history connected with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a vast, vast history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least from yeah. the, since dating back to 79. Right. That, that actually leads me into the second question of looking at all of the movies and shows and manga and everything else that falls under the title of Gundam. There's a lot, as, as you just said, there's so much that you can almost call it a genre instead of a storyline. Yeah. And, and, and for I, context, it, it, there's for those people, because again, this is so hard doing this podcast this time because you don't have, you have information now uh, that we're not giving the audience. There are over 50 different TV series plus OVAs, plus mangas, plus novels in video games. Right, right. And so my question was, are all of those interconnected in a shared universe or are they just offshoots like their own thing? How do they all fit together or do they all fit together? The answer is yes and no. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, no. for, for, for those of us who really know what you're talking about but are pretending like we're dumb, <laughs> could you elaborate, please? <laughs> so I'm not talking the, about myself at all. I yeah, totally so know what you mean. Legitimately, like when I first got into Gundam, it was confusing because you, you see, like for me, I came in uh, back in the early 2000s with uh, Toonami uh, premiering Gundam Wing. And so that's my, that was my frame of context was Gundam Wing. And then I heard about this mobile suit G fighter. I was like, oh, cool. And I hear, oh, every country has their own Gundam. This is cool. I'm thinking relationship to mobile suit Gundam wing. Couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> the entire world's having a giant tournament. And um, and these are the most racist robots I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they play the stereotypes to the T. Spain. <laughs> Theirs is a freaking matador. The Americas, <laughs> uh, the United States, rather, they have um, a uh, a football player. So, now, now, uh, now which football? Real football or that soccer thing? No, um, uh, American football, not not real oh, football. Okay, okay. I, no, no, American football is real football. Dallas. No, no, no. That's American football. Football is has a round ball with black and uh, white checker patterns. Okay. Okay. Give me my pig skins. <laughs> we'll move on. It's called, we call that crackling down here in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm hungry. I, I am too. <laughs> is, is this base outfitted with, wait, you said there was a taco machine up here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we got a taco me- machine up here. Does it work better than the one on the bottom shelf? Station? I don't let John near it. Oh, okay. That's, That's the secret. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. <laughs> John does not see this thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so back to the original question about yes. the, the spans, um, the, it spans multiple timelines and universes basically. 
Um, we're going to be starting off with the Universal Century timeline uh, with Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, which I think some people see it as the primary timeline. It certainly seems from what I've seen over the years to be the one that everything is based off of or connected to in some fashion, though there's a lot out there. <laughs> there's a lot out there. Um, um, and so, you know, the United, uh, I was about to say the United States, we don't have the United States, but we have the Universal Century, you have um, the After Colony timeline. Um, you just have a lot here. And um, what's interesting, though, and this is, this is the reason why I said no, they're not connected, but at the same time, potentially connected. Because there was a series that was done, and I, I should have looked this up before we started recording, but it was called Turn A Gundam, I think, or Victory Gundam, one of the two series. And it's set so far in the future, the suggestion is potentially that this is actually, it's so far in the future that all these timelines could have taken place. Uh, and this is the final destination of it all. Yeah, and I, I think I remember at last time we talked, likening that to the Hyrule Historia in the mm. Legend of Zelda video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, how in those video games, there are some familiar elements. Like when you play a Legend of Zelda game, you expect to see Link. You expect to see Princess Zelda with the Triforce. You expect to see, excuse me, Ganon or Ganondorf, Castle Hyrule, these certain elements. But they're all told in new ways. Yeah. And, uh, and so each game is different, even though it has very similar elements. Uh, and then we have Breath of the Wild, which Nintendo has said takes place so far down in Hyrule Historia that it doesn't really matter which timeline you choose to follow. And I think it was Ocarina of Time that split the timelines up because you had <laughs> you had Young Link, you had adult Link who was victorious over Ganon, and then mm-hmm. the timeline where Link disappeared and Ganon just ruled. Uh, but it was kind of that same idea. Is that the one where uh, Link goes back, you have to go back and forth in time to do certain, to accomplish certain missions? Yes. Uh, okay. Actually, that's what inspired my entry in the very first Iron Geek Chef competition. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, when uh, I had forgotten some kind of spice, and so I put the master sword into the shelf, and then I got my <laughs> I got my son to stand in as young me. <laughs> that and, was uh, the greatest too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun, and uh, kudos to Adam Collins uh, for doing that. I watched his entry first. Yeah, when I was like, oh, so you can make this geeky and funny, and it'd be okay. And so I took that idea and ran with it. So I, I technically beat him in the competition, but he totally inspired me to go and have he fun. He was with your it. muse. Yes, he was my muse. <laughs> but anyhow, I digress. This is about Gundam, not Zelda. Uh, <laughs> but it sounds like that universe is, is very, very similar. When you hear the word Gundam, if, if Gundam is in the title, there are certain elements that you're going to expect to see. You're going to expect to see giant robot fighting machines. Uh, among, I think you mentioned some other aspects like oh, yeah, it's usually so, a war. Yeah, so there, for me, again, I'm 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 prefacing this because there are people who are far more into the fandom than I am, and so I, I'm inviting those who know more to please come and reach out to us uh, on any of our social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Look for the Gundam Watch. But for me, I personally have seen three tropes that are 
within most of these Gundam things, most of these Gundam series. Uh, the first is these shows tend to be a commentary of war, on war in some fashion. Uh, they tend to show the tragic nature of war and its effect on people on both sides of conflict, which to me makes the stories more interesting. I like when a, yeah. um, a show gives you both sides. I'm all for good versus bad, the traditional hero villain story. But when you add in the complexity of the out of those outside of the central forces, it becomes more interesting to me. It feels um, it's just a richer store story to me. Right. And uh, the second thing is that shows the shows tend to have at least one specialized mech that is either called Gundam or is a type of Gundam. Okay. And so when I explain that as an again, either the model is called Gundam. Uh, or uh, like what we're going to see in the first series, or it's a uh, a type of of it's built from a type of metal. Like in the case of Mobile Suit Gundam uh, Wing, uh, all of the Gundams were built out of Gundanium alloy. Uh, and Gundam Seed Gundam was an OS, and so it okay. just kind of depends on the series. Mm-hmm. And then the third trope that you'll see often is that generally you follow a young person or series of young people that as they navigate complex geopolitical landscape of war, uh, which again, to me brings another interesting aspect because you're seeing it through innocent eyes. Uh-huh. You're seeing a young person who is trying to handle the complexity of these in a fresh way. Uh, almost like you coming into the, to this Gundam world, you have no frame of reference for it. And so you're navigating this yourself going what's happening and that's right. what we do see with these kids is they're navigating the, the spans that is war and trying to understand it. Um, there's a few other tropes out there. Like there's like a, a princess type character. Sometimes um, oftentimes you'll have at least one character who wears a mask for no, no good reason. Um, <laughs> that all right. But, but to be honest my, with my limited experience with anime and, and again, I say it's limited especially the kids shows there usually is a villain with the mask on um, my, my, my two boys were really into bakugan for a little while yeah. and uh they watched both both versions of it the one where it was it was more like a the monsters were more like cards instead of mm-hmm. little uh sphere toys and then the one that came out later where it was the sphere toy and you rolled them over the little hexagon shapes but in right. the original Bakugan, there was this masked character that was like the big villain, and and uh, so I, I I see that that trope in a lot of anime, the, the few the animes cool. that I've seen, yeah. So I I could I could see that, uh, <laughs> you know. All it right. is one of those things. Now you you bring up an interesting point. I, I want to um, before we dive question deeper in your questions, mm. just for a frame of reference, what is your connection with anime? Okay. Um, my first exposure to anime would be Voltron. Um, I used to rent it from the video one video rental store when I was a kid. I didn't know it was anime at the time. I was just, you know, it's a cartoon about five robot lions who come together and make this giant robot. You know, I, I, uh, excuse me. I think this was before power rangers was a thing so i was into voltron before power rangers came out right but uh but i I mean i thought it was cool and i didn't know it was like a whole genre of cartoon it was it was a cartoon (laughs) you know that's that's all i cared about um 
the first anime that I sat down and watched knowing it was an anime was Paranoia Agent. Uh, my friend Joey was watching it and was talking to me about it. And it, it sounded interesting. I, I liked the idea, some of the ideas that it was exploring. So I sat down and watched it with him. And uh, that was trippy. That was an interesting ride. Uh, <laughs> I very much appreciated the artwork. I thought it was very pretty to look at. Uh, I liked a lot of the the symbolism and some of the stories. The plot was, it got weird. <laughs> it, it got weird really quick. I'm pulling uh, up images of it because I've not seen this anime. And yeah, this looks tripodelic, man. It's about this kid named Little Slugger who runs around on skates and he has this baseball bat. And he finds people who are in the middle of some kind of crisis in their life and he smacks them on the head. And it, for some people, it fixes them. For some people, it puts them in a catatonic state. It, it's just, it was weird. It was really weird. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, <laughs> Joey uh, showed me some other things. Uh, he showed me Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, he sat down and watched with me through the two, the first two seasons of Aroni Kenshin. So I got to watch that. Um, later in life, I watched Gunsword. Um, honestly, just because I was in the mood for something new and it was one of those Netflix said, Hey, based on your interest in this, you might like this. I thought, why not? Let's give it a shot. And it's about, it's a, it's weird. <clears throat> Mix up between, not mix up, excuse me, mash up between a Western and mech piloting. There's these big mechs that kind of float around the planet like satellites. And the main character, Vaughn, has this sword that he uses to summon the big mech down. But the way he holds it around him, the blade wraps around him and he kind of holds it like it's a gun. <laughs> so I guess that's why they call it gun sword. It was interesting. Um, yeah, and then when uh it later uh when I was I used to be a math teacher, and a lot of my students were talking up My Hero Academia, because you know in between assignments and stuff, I'd I'd basically find the geeks in the classroom and we'd talk about comics and things like that, the MCU or whatever. And they right. were like, Mister Boykin, you got to check out My Hero Academia. No, really, you got to check out My Hero Academia. <laughs> I said this last time we recorded. When I first saw My Hero Academia, I was like, Branson needs to watch this. He's going to yes. love the series. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and I do. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I haven't watched it all the way through yet. I'm still kind of behind. Uh, but I love I love All Might. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, I, I love that he tries to be the hero even when his quirk doesn't always work right or when it goes away altogether. He's still trying to be the hero. Um, I connect with Midoriya. I don't always like Midoriya because he cries a lot. <laughs> and sometimes it just gets on my nerves. You're, but you're I not can... wrong. You're not wrong, Branson. <laughs> but I connect I connect with that concept of looking up to the icons and wanting to be them and, and constantly feeling like you're falling short of being that, but still striving to become that. Right. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I have been exposed to uh anime uh not as extensively as some others i think i said in the last time i missed all the big ones like i didn't watch dragon ball z 
I didn't watch Pokemon. I didn't watch Bleach or Trigun or uh, any of those. Uh, I just I just missed out on those. I was too busy watching other stuff. But uh, so I'm I'm very much a late bloomer. But <laughs> my exposure to it has been positive. I have enjoyed what I've what I've what I've actually taken the time to sit down and watch all the way through. I have enjoyed. Right. Sweet. Dig it. Like I said, I just wanted to have that just out there. We probably should have the beginning at the top of the show. Uh, but again, we're yeah. we're re-recording something we, right. we did organically. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, and that that kind of brings me to my the third question I had was, if you were going to compare Gundam to something that wasn't Gundam to give people an idea of what to expect, what would that be? So you you kind of brought up already a great point of of Voltron uh, of where you have a um, these the, a robots that come together. Now you don't have that necessarily with with uh, Gundam, but you do have a military scene going on. I think probably closely most closest related to it as far as anime wise that people stateside would know is uh, Robotech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robotech is an anime from the early nineties, late eighties that um we americanized um <laughs> I, I told you this last last time we recorded they literally took three different animes that didn't have anything to do with each other and spliced them together to get, create a cohesive story <laughs> because See, that's, america that, and that's probably where jaime saban got his idea for power rangers <laughs> no you're not wrong i mean i look at i legitimately look at robotech and i go this is nothing more than gumbo in anime form they just kind of took stuff and threw it together, threw it together yeah. <laughs> oh man I, I i actually sat down and watched uh a couple of episodes of super sentai oh yeah uh, the, the the film the the show that power rangers stole their stock footage from and which one did you watch the the dinosaur ones like the classic ones oh zoo or, ranger Zeo Ranger, yeah, yeah. Well, I say the classic. That might have been like the fifth one in line. I don't know. The Ransom, one that we grew up with, yeah. Super Sentai has been oh. around since I think the sixties. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like the eightieth one. I, I don't know. But uh but uh, it was really weird because Rita Repulsa or that character in the American version is just this whiny crybaby who complains about having a headache all the time. Right. It, it, it doesn't really match this dark, evil empress that's ruled over for millennia. But the character in Super Sentai, that chick is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she legitimately was going to smash a space <laughs> shuttle that kids were in it just to be mean. Yeah. Just because, look, I have children on this space shuttle, and to show you how bad I am, I'm about to smash it to smithereens. Right. And I'm like, dang, and this was a kid's show. I have <laughs> hey, I wanna, nightmares I correct and myself. stuff. I want to correct myself. It came out in, 19th, in, the, in the 70s is when Super Sentai came out. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, but yeah, so so that concept of, of taking something that's really already out there and rehashing it and restitching it together and making it something new uh i am familiar with (laughs) it is a thing so so i would say robotech is a great one if you want something more modern that you want to watch uh a lot of people really highly recommend gora login uh and um i i I really see a lot of similarities with pat labor uh pat labor was an anime um they got some movies i think there's a couple different series of cells Mm -hmm. but um it's very much grounded there's one anime 
in the Gundam universe called the 08th, 08MS team. And um, where it's this very like guerrilla warfare, uh, ground floor, local community type of thing. Yeah. And Pat Labor kind of has that same feel. Even the animation to it is it has this nice, uh, I, I call it grit. It's not, there's, you see, you can almost feel the grain of it. Like it feels like there's yeah. something happening here. And um, Pat Labor, it, it deals with like this police force. And so, I think that if you, there's a lot of realism that I think you would, you would like if you like Gundam because of the realism in there. And then of course, me, a lot of people highly recommend Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, I've not seen any of these movies, so I don't really have a basis, but what about Pacific Rim? Would that be something? I You can pull some um, similarities with Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, the, you don't need multiple pilots to pilot one. Well, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few mobile suits that they needed multiple pilots for. Um uh, but yeah, you could you could you could uh associate that with it. Okay. Um just because it's the whole idea of, of giant mechs, giants right. machines, and you have a military force going around it. The difference is that whereas um Pacific Rim is more in a the world's falling apart apocalyptic scenario, this is a war amongst oh. human beings. Like this isn't a like there's some world ending type events that could take place, but it's not a, you're not dealing with some sort of unknown um, mystical force that you can't understand it completely. Yeah. This is flesh versus flesh in it covered in metal basically, which gotcha. to me gives it a whole nother feel of things. Uh-huh. I would say, you know, pick one, some of your favorite wharf time movies and then you kind of have that feel into this. Okay. Almost like a Top Gun, but in, but instead of fighter jets, it's robots. Yeah, you know, um, okay. and and less awkward singing um, <laughs> in beach scenes. Yeah, true that. So, true but that. yeah, that's a, that's a great analogy. Actually, okay. I think uh, kind of like that whole thing. Okay. Um, um, if you and, and for those of you who love Top Top Gun, you might actually enjoy Macross Plus because it's very much that same vein of uh, naval a- a- aviation. Oh, okay. Cool. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, I, I think those are the major questions I had from before. Uh, yeah. I, I will say I'm very excited to, to dive into it. Uh, something I shared last time we did this, my first exposure to Gundam at all was, uh, seeing a commercial for gunplay. What did you call it? Gunpla. Yes, Gunpla. this blew my mind. I'm legitimately surprised by this. Your first exposure is to Gundam is through Gunpla, which for for those of you who aren't in the in into it uh, yet, because I believe that we, we are pulling in some new Gundam fans. All Gunpla right. is the models that you would build, um, yeah. and that you would put the piece together, and you have to snip it and put snap things together. They're they're actually quite easy to build for the most part. It depends yeah. on the level. But I'm fascinated about the fact that, again, most of us who get into Gundam, we saw a show. Mm-hmm. And if you really get into the show, you dive into Gunpla. I've right. never heard anybody that has seen Gunpla first and then got exposed to the show. Yeah, that, that's, that's how it fell. I was watching TV at my parents' house one night. And uh, I, I remember the commercial. It had all these people of varying ages. Some of them were, were like, you know, 10, 11 years old. Some of them were in their 20s or 30s. 
and they were standing here and there was this dramatic music playing, you know, dramatic rock music. And they'd stand there with their arms crossed and this dramatic lighting and they'd say their name and then a timestamp. They'd be like, you know, Billy, two hours, 20 minutes, or, you know, <laughs> Jack, 27 hours, or, you know, just stuff like that. And what they were doing was saying their name and how long it took them to put together their Gundam model. I and, I uh, want to see this commercial, Brent. I need you to go on YouTube and find this commercial for me because I, I will am... see if I can. Yeah, because it almost sounds like it's not a Gunpla commercial, but a commercial for the World Gunpla Tournament where they have this massive like competition for building Gunpla. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. But I just remember seeing the models and be like, wow, those look like really cool robots. And I just blanked on it. You know, I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I never thought of it again until decades later when Japan announced that they were going to build a life-size actual working Gundam. (laughs) And I remember sending it to you and be like, hey, this looks like something you'd be interested in, you know? And then I yes. start hearing about how you're looking into, you know, moving to Japan. And <laughs> it's like, okay. If, if Geek Dallas Devotions is going, is going on the road, folks. Right. Setting up at Mount Fuji. <laughs> He's officially going international. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so that I actually knew about the models before I knew about the show. Right. So, uh, so I'm excited to actually get into the show and see what the models were all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will tell you this. I enjoy the models. Um, I don't have the time to do the models anymore, um, which makes me sad because it's very um, relaxing to me. Have me able to uh-huh. sit down and work these models. Um, your base model ones that are uh, considered high grade, they're normally like an eight hour build if you're taking your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's great. Like it's super relaxing for me just to be able to sit there and I'll have Gundam in the background playing. Cause you got to have it while you're doing this. Right. And just kind of focus on cutting out the pieces and piecing things together and in the creativity aspect of it. So, um, who knows, maybe this is something you could come down in your, in your future one day, Branson. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll need <laughs> something to do when I retire in like, you know, 60 years or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. Something to eat up time. Yeah, very cool, man. Yeah, but but I I am excited. I you know I've like I said I've I've had positive experiences with anime, uh, and, and manga. So so this will be a I'm excited for this new venture. Yeah, totally. I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to have you come along with us. Um, um, for those of you guys don't know, just dynamic wise, maybe you haven't listened to any of our other shows. Uh, Branson is one of the co-hosts uh, with me on the Bottom Shelf Podcast. Um, and also he does a segment for our main podcast, the calm talk by geek devotions, uh, that he calls bees views and reviews where he reviews faith based movie or not movies, faith based, family friendly comics. Um, and, but Branson and I have a long history together. Uh, we've been friends since 2000, 2000, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. In the year 2000. Uh, (laughs) Ironically, roughly about time I was exposed to Gundam for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So this is decades in the making right here. (laughs) Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. So I'm excited because you and I have uh, very similar ways of seeing things, but at the same time, um, you're you're coming from a very different perspective. Right. Um, And as we kind of discuss this stuff, 
our hope is to um how how do I want to say this? My hope is that for those of you who I I have rose colored glasses. I have nostalgia for Gundam. Uh, I will tell you if something is trash, but at the same time, I'll be like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want us to be able to cut through that some of the stuff. And uh-huh. and I want you to be able to ask hard questions like, what about this do you like? What about this do you not like? At the same time, I want to see something new. I feel like you'll be able to see things that I haven't seen before in these shows and bring new right. appreciation to it. Yeah. So, Branson, what's our what's our show structure? What's the, how's this going to play out? All right. So basically, with each episode, we're going to announce what we'll be watching, whether it's the, a movie or a TV series or, or something like that, and then we'll we'll banter back and forth about it just a little bit, and then we'll each go into our individual viewing pods. Uh, you know, here on here, Shiro Base. Here on Shiro Base, uh, in Dallas. I got to look at your pod, and it's all decorated with bumper stickers and ask me about my gunpla and all that stuff. <laughs> Mine is sleek and brand new and never been used because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Well, uh, I've been on the ship for a couple weeks longer than you, so I've been hanging uh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've had time to decorate. I'm going to have to get you a little like, like Gundam thing to go in your pod. <laughs> Do they make a Spider-Man Gundam? Is that a thing? Um, no. But there was the Japanese Spider-Man that had a giant robot. Oh, yeah. That's right. The Marveler. <laughs> Your pardon. Okay. Maybe I can, that's, that's going to be enough, right? I can, I can get <laughs> But anyhow, we'll go into our viewing pods. We'll record uh, individual diaries where we'll talk about what our expectations are, what we think we're getting into. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas coming from the perspective of this is my childhood. I know exactly what I'm getting into. Me coming from the perspective of I know the name and a little bit, and that's about it. And then we'll each watch the uh, the documentary, and then we'll come together and discuss it, uh, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and then uh, at the end we'll have a maintenance report. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, that's that's what we had coming down the pipeline was a maintenance yeah, report. Yeah, a maintenance report, which if you listen to the bottom shelf is akin to the weak connection on that show, but basically it's us taking Gundam and making some spiritual connections to share with you. Because as Dallas mentioned at the beginning of this show, we, we love having fun with, with the Gundam watch with the bottom shelf and every aspect of geek devotions, because we're geeks. We like these things. We like movies. We like video games. We like comic books, but at the end of the day, we're doing this to let people know that God loves them. Mm. And so that's kind of the, 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 the ultimate goal for the, for this right. podcast is for us to use something that we think is really, really cool to tell people that they're loved. Exactly. And that's, that's what you can expect from the show. Yep. And, and I'm, I want to kind of expound on this just a little bit. We didn't talk about this last time, but some of the philosophy behind what we're doing, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like talking to Christians, we just get weird and that Christians are just like, just browbeating us. We can have normal conversations and yes. enjoy things uh, outside of the normal quote unquote church world, but right. still find appreciation for our faith and for what the Lord's given us. Um, and, you know, f- this show is for everybody, um, whether you are uh, young, old, whether you are a believer or not, we love you. We care about you. We want to hear from you. Um, we, 
the connections that we make, uh, they're not always going to be like, turn a burn center. Like <laughs> if, you, if you guys know Brent and I, we're not that way. We're that's right. not our, our preaching styles <laughs> at right, all. Right. But uh, we really believe that you'll be inspired by this stuff. And our all in the day, we want you to know that um, you're cared about. And uh, uh, we are going to endeavor for this to be a, a pretty family friendly show. Uh, yes. It's not necessarily going to be like, you know, pull up your kids for Teletubbies uh, <laughs> because that's <laughs> demonic. <laughs> Burn your TV set. You I have to agree um, with you on that one. <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, we're not going to be like those people who make things that look really adorable, but turns out to be really foul. Like, uh, don't hug me. I'm scared or, um, <laughs> happy tree friends. That's not this show. Right. Uh, right. we're just a couple dudes who like to geek out, nerd out. And especially because, uh, uh, my oldest son has, has gotten very interested into, which I, I didn't tell you this, but he wants me to sit down and show him how to use Reaper to do audio mm. editing. So uh, he's he's gotten into the whole audio editing, podcast editing type thing. Let's and so, go. So he's really excited to hear his dad on a show doing stuff. So <laughs> I, I expect he'll be one of our regular listeners. So, you know, Let's we're going to deliberately try to steer it to where he can enjoy it. Exactly. So. At the same time, it's going to be spanned across where anybody can listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brent, I think that's everything we have. Um, again, um, join us August 10th for the first mission as we dive into Mobile Suit Gundam Movie 1. And yes. um, and again, this some people, they're, that's a little taboo. You know, why am I not just giving Branson both barrels, diving deep into every individual filler freaking episode of Mobile Suit Gundam? Do, do you want me to tell the Dragon Ball Z story so they can understand why you're doing this for my Please, benefit? Please, Branson. Please okay. do. So, okay. so people understand. All right. So I have seen one Dragon Ball Z episode only. That's it. I know people Just who one. will tell you that's too many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at my apartment. Uh, I was living with my friend Joey at the time. And uh, he was off either in, involved in a Bible study or he wasn't home. I can't remember why he wasn't home. But Cartoon Network was rolling because, you know, we're all geeks. Of course, we're going to have Cartoon Network. And a rerun of Dragon Ball Z was coming on. And I thought, OK, Joey goes on and on about how great Dragon Ball Z is. Let me just watch this thing just to see what it's all crazy about. For 30 minutes, <laughs> Goku and this guy named Cell talk smack to each other that's it they just <laughs> talk to each other about how utterly feeble the other guy is they don't throw any punches they don't they just talk smack to each other for 30 minutes and finally at the very end of the episode goku does this thing where he shoots this big brilliant flash of energy from his hands and it hits cell with this full force and Cell splits in half and disintegrates and it's this big thing. And I'm like, okay, well, at least it ended cool, but it wasn't over the last few seconds of the episode. Cell reforms and comes right back. And right after that, I hear next time on Dragon Ball Z. And I thought <laughs> I sat here for 30 minutes Yes. Watching them talk smack to each other just to have yes. this big finishing move at the end that didn't even work. 
and after that, I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know what's funny, Brenton? Right after you told me that story, I saw TikTok talking about how mad um, people were about that scene because oh, really? it well, it created a weird like story hole. Uh, technically, with Cell, as long as if he destroyed his brain, he wouldn't reform. But he did. So <laughs> maybe he so, keeps his brain in somewhere other than his head. So even the hardcore Dragon Ball Z cats were were a bit upset with that episode. So, oh, well, I so feel we're gonna a little avoid, vindicated then. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna avoid some of the spoil some of the uh the filler episodes. And plus with it being 70s animation, and while again, Branson, you haven't had uh you you are a man of patience. There is the way the way they told stories in the 70s across the board, anime, whatever. It's slow pacing, uh-huh. and uh, you and I are not children in the seventies. Um, we we are supposedly eighties babies, but really we're nineties kids. Yeah. So our attention shorts are just a little bit longer than a TikTok. So, uh, <laughs> but not yeah. much. So yeah. <laughs> we're gonna give me twenty minutes with a commercial break. That's about all I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how we're going to play things out. Um, I want to invite you guys to check us out again on our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for the Gundam watch, communicate with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, let us know what you think of this inaugural episode zero part two redo, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give us your feedback guys. We may in fact read some of your guys feedback on air. So uh, Branson, anything else you want to add to the conversation before we sign off? Uh, like I said, just that I'm excited. You know, I'm eager to dive headfirst in this and be exposed to something completely new. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, before we head out, we do want to give a special thank you to John Haru. Our theme song was written and produced by John and used with permission uh, for this show. And so until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. <laughs>